You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey, your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all these glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm, cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit, and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control, and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real, it's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this, guys. All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Mind Your Own Motherfucking Dog Biz Podcast. I got two special guests on today, which I'm incredibly excited about. But the very first one, you might know her. She's a little bit controversial. And no, it's not Maggie, even though Maggie's here. But I got Bella motherfucking Vasta. Bella, I was actually doing a, a dead job, dog joke right before this with Maggie because my dog's name was Bella and it died. But you're not a dead dog, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm so how glad. it's going to okay. go. This I'm is how it's going true behind the scenes you guys there's times where Kristen will mention Bella and it's literally I'm like wait 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 which Bella (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to say that I had that name before Twilight came out and everybody named their dog Bella and it became really popular like I was cool with Facebook groups and the name Bella before it was mainstream thank you very much that's well, funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Well, Bella, let me introduce you because you're pretty badass. And I really want to just kind of highlight some of the, the amazing things you've done because you are an OG business coach in the pet dog industry. So Bella's been in Forbes, Entrepreneur, NBC, Inc. She's been a social media word uh, world keynote speaker several times over, and she had an award-winning business. Um So today to have her on is an incredible honor. She's a veteran in the group again as well. She's been, you know, coaching business owners for quite a long time. So yeah, Bella, welcome to My Drone Dog Business. And Maggie, Christine is with us today too here. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me, ladies. I'm I'm excited excited about this convo. Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks for having us. So Bella, like our voice notes in Messenger, it's going to be (laughs) popping. It oh, definitely popping on this one. <laughs> well, I love the OG thing because it's like this literally is original gangster like conglomerate of like the three of us because all three of us are notorious for creating original works then then get out into the industry. And we've, you know, between the three of us, we I don't even know how many people are trying to coach on the things we've created. <laughs> but this is awesome because like it is, you, you're definitely OG in a way that nobody else can claim, you know, it's, it's, I'm really excited to be having this conversation, especially in 2020 right now. Yeah. I, I, um, I mean, just to piggyback off of that, I, again, and not to sound like I'm bragging or anything, but like, 
I was I was talking about employees when they weren't cool, when everyone was doing independent contractors. I was talking about pricing structure uh, for eight years now and creating yeah. around it. And people still aren't talking about it. You know, they're talking about what they feel. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I don't, I don't mind getting out there and have taking a position on because I don't feel like there's enough people in our industry taking a position on stuff or going mm-hmm. ahead. When COVID hit, I was, I was the very first in the pet sitting and dog walking that I go, okay, how are we going to do this? Let's roll up our sleeves, start a Facebook group of for two weeks and pack it with 14 experts all around from, from lawyers to CPAs to, to HR people and just pack that group full of information. So while everyone was like, what is happening? And like frozen, there was at least some food on the table for them to eat. Should they want to eat it now or later? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We did. We were in the same boat in the training world. What? Yeah. I was going to say we were the same boat in the training world. It's like on the pet sitting dog walking side, you were the only one that showed up with viable options on the training side. We were the only ones that showed up with viable options. Now fast forward months and like, I think we're. I think people that didn't jump on the bandwagon, whether it was with you or with us, are definitely feeling the stretch. I mean, oh, there's a lot yeah. of people that've gone out of business. Girl, there's so like okay. So I would say that the pet sitting and dog walking industry has been hit harder than your training industry, right? I agree. Because, I do agree. Because, yeah. Yep. Because for pet sitting, the old problem used to be that people travel and you need to come visit their pets, and the old problem was that I work long hours and they need my dog walked in the middle of the day. Well, the people that understood that those aren't the now problems, and the people that understood that they needed to pivot and and see a couple months ahead. Those are the business owners that I was crying with on the phone, just like you guys, that were, de- they were decimated to like five, 10, 15%, all these cancellations coming in. And now I'm celebrating left and right people that are back up to 70 and 90%. But the ones that didn't jump on, the ones that didn't see it ahead of time are the ones that are thinking about selling their business or they're saying COVID got their business. And it breaks my heart because there's so much more that everyone can be doing. Mm-hmm. You are where you are. Um, it really pulled back a veil of showing just how financially fit a lot of businesses were, but also also how, how much people wanted it. Because when we were given the number one thing, which is the gift of time. And I love that I'm on this podcast because I can just like raw thoughts with you guys. Yeah. Um, When, when, when the COVID cover happened and we were given the gift of time, what Mm. did you do with it? And I know I'm like, I'm like, censoring myself on your own podcast but (laughs) you don't have to censor yourself what did you do I just feel so weird because my community is not used to hearing me swear so much (laughs) but I do love the fuck word Um, yeah what the fuck did you guys do with it is what she's saying I'll I'll add (laughs) I get I get mental health guys like I've been on Zoloft I've been depressed I've had anxiety I've had those moments where I have never said this publicly before where I wondered what would it be like if I just drove my car off the side of the highway I've had those moments. Mm-hmm. So when you sit there and you tell me, Bella, you don't understand it. Bella, like, I'm not always like you. Yeah, I'm not always like me either. Oh, God, yes. You gotta, like, fight or you gotta lay down. And then yes. you gotta own it. You gotta own it. You cannot make excuses. Thank <gasps> you. Or whatever. There's gonna be ebbs and flows. There's gonna be valleys and hills. It's what you do in those valleys and hills and it's how you frame it in your mind. It's okay to be in a valley. But what you do when you're in that valley and how you frame it in your mind is what's going to determine if you get back up on the hill or not. That's it. Mm, that's it. Absolutely. And I said this as 
as the people that don't know me, ladies, I wish I could see you right now because I don't have this nonverbal, so I'm just going to keep flowing here. I can say this because I've been to hell and back. I've, I've been in NICU for six months. I've been in the ICU for eight to 10 hours a day, running two businesses, fighting for my daughter's life. She was born at 12 ounces. Oh and my I was God. running a pet sitting company and I was running a coaching company and I did not, they, they didn't go away. I didn't, they didn't, I actually went on to sell my pet sitting company a year and a half later once I felt like I was copacetic and like on even ground and my daughter was fine. I sold my business. That was always my goal. It took a little longer than I thought, but I stayed focused and, and connected to my vision and my goal, guys. You're going to go through shit. I've gone through shit. And I'm here to tell you, just like these ladies are, that you can get through it. It's just your mindset and the company that you keep that's going to determine if you get oh, through The company oh, you, you keep. Yes. Nobody else. Nobody else can have the power or no pandemic can have the power over your business unless you give it to them. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, was talking with some people earlier today and I said, look, 2020, what it has done for us and as, as individuals, it shows us who we really are because all of our bullshit or strengths or weaknesses that we brought in the beginning of this year has simply been amplified. Right. Yeah. So if you're one of those people like us, where it's like, you could be going through an absolute shitstorm, yet you still you know, maybe not even get out of bed, but you do something from bed, right? You still get up and you show up. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. And, you know, I've, I have helped clients through a multitude of situations and it never ceases to amaze me how other people use the same life situations as an excuse. It's like they get to pull a card. Oh, yeah, They're all excuses. You can check that off my list too. I, yeah, I launched sure. another business during a pandemic. I grew my business through a divorce. And I, mm-hmm. I managed two companies through living in NICU for six months. It can happen. It right. Can happen. And it personal why, choice. I think, I think that's why you and we, we all connect with each other because we've been through shit. And yeah. we all ha- we have that same you can do it attitude. And, and I think that's also why we're controversial because some people don't, don't agree with that. And that's okay. But go not agree with it in your own group and don't piss all over us for making it happen. You know what I mean? Right. Bella, something I, I want to bring up that you mentioned, and I know we're totally going off quote unquote scripture, but this is fucking perfect. <laughs> something that you mentioned re- that just struck out to me, and I know it struck out to Maggie, is the company you keep with, right? Mm-hmm. And that has been, I mean, I know for you being successful for the company you roll with and you know, seeking outside, you know, the outside membership and, gar- and like mentorship and really surrounding yourself with like minded individuals. I just want to, I want to actually really elaborate on the point. It is so important who you literally roll with in your business, because that circle of people, the five people around you, the three people around you are a direct reflection of where the fuck you are at right now. In your mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're surrounded by three to five people that are buying your excuses and fanning over, you know, motivational memes to make you feel better, they're not helping you. They're hindering yeah. you. Yeah. I literally just said all of that to the college I just spoke to. I was talking to them about leadership over themselves, their interpersonal relationships and their community. And it's Mm. it's so true because, and I think it's something that a lot of people um, unconsciously do. So my, my message is, is like, take an inventory, keep taking an Mm. inventory, not just Mm. necessarily ladies about the people in your life, but that also means the things that you're listening to and the things that you're watching. What are you doing while you're folding laundry, walking the dog, driving someplace, um, cooking dinner? 
in those, those moments where you could be feeding yourself or whatever. Now, sometimes I turn on my dance music and I get my wiggles out because that does help my it's soul. It's so adorable, by the way. And then, get the wiggles. <laughs> and, then, and then, sorry, I'm talking six-year-old language right now. <laughs> it's adorable. I love it. And then, but sometimes, like a lot of the times, like I, I've, I've taken inventory of like, wow, like that really makes my soul feel depressed. I can't mm-hmm. do that. So what can I do that's going to inspire me? That's going to challenge me. Now, when I listen to books on audio, it's not always like I'm sitting there with a notebook. Sometimes it's, it's kind of a passive listening, but you know what? Subconsciously, my subconscious is soaking it up. One of the yep. best books right now that I think for your listeners, or anyone listening to this right now, who's interested in changing their mindset. I don't know if you guys have heard of this one yet. I've listened to it four times because it's so good. I've never listened to anything four times. It's called The Untethered Soul. And it talks Ooh. about in our head. And it is so life-changing, amazing. I highly recommend it to everyone. And, and it's like, it's just, what are you doing? So who's the company you're keeping? Are you guarding your eyes and your ear gates? That's it. That's what it comes down to. You have to be a leadership over yourself before you can be any kind of awesome leader mm-hmm. over your business or the world. Yeah. You know, this might feel a little bit off topic, but I feel like it's very connected to the point you just made. I see a lot of people that have dog businesses that are getting sucked into social media, becoming consumers of everybody else's content. And it's like, it's almost everyone else's content. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? Like be original, come up with your own stuff. Cause even then it's like, even if you're reposting or whatever, you think that that's helping your business, which it's not, you're bringing in all of this energy. Like you're not good enough to be putting out original shit. Right. Or whatever. And it's like, Yeah. Can we talk about just the difference between like, okay, let's, let, let's use uh, COVID as an example. We're all in the middle of the pandemic. The elections are over finally, or maybe they're not. I don't know. We're recording. I hope that there is a decision by the time that we have this. Anyways, um, let's talk about COVID. Let's talk about what you did. Did you just put a little thing on your website that said, here's our, our, our COVID precautions or am I seeing pictures of you in a mask? Am I seeing you training or doing virtual consultations in a PPE kind of way or COVID kind of way, like, you know, a post-March kind of way? Are you educating your clients on the fact that we can do virtual, uh, you know, services and stuff? Or are we still solving the problems of the past? That mm, content yeah. has so much reason for you to have original content right now because nobody else is actually doing it. And yep. it's such a such an open space for you to be disruptive, even though it's not even really that disruptive. It's just being relevant and yes. showing your stuff. So stop sharing other people's crap. Like make your own. It's not hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I, it was funny last year around this time I was doing a retreat with Maggie and I got on this fucking, I got into like my Hawk dragon mode where I'm like, like <laughs> fucking like psycho about it. Because what I see a lot of people doing, like you said, is they're sharing legacy trainers or sharing like these older businesses content. And it's like, no, I know you're so much fucking better. I know you have so much more original mm. idea and you're not paying respect to your own, you know, subject matter expertise by sharing this basic bit shit. And I went mm-hmm. on like this huge rant. It's like, no, we all need to have like the big dick energy. We need to have that big. <laughs> energy with authority and authenticity and fucking be brave and share that original content. Like you said, because like what Bella's saying to all my listeners here, the shit that you posted in 2015 
is not going to even be relevant to, it can't even light a candle to it from now and beyond. Even 2018, 2019, you have to start finding, okay, what is my messaging going to look like? How can I connect to those people that have way different problems than they had in fucking February of 2020? And just as a matter of marketing, I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, that as a dog trainer, people are coming to you for you your unique personality and style and way of doing things. So sharing someone else's underwear is never going to get you the dollars. You (laughs) love that. I'm feeling that. (laughs) Go for it, girl. Go for it. And that's so like, and I think that the more authentic or or in tune we can get to who we are, I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of businesses are, we're we're in our preteens. Like people are like, they're unsure of themselves. Who am Mm. I in the world? Right. And as you grow into your own, your branding, your messaging, your, your vernacular, even your, your methodology, Mm -hmm. the more concrete you can get about who you are, what you do and why you do it and how you do it, the better your marketing and your branding is going to come. So if you're sharing other people's stuff, I almost feel like it's, it's easy for you to do that because you haven't done the internal work to figure yeah. out who you really are in your business. Because, mm-hmm. because I, I, sorry, ladies, I love you, but I'm not wearing your underwear. I'm wearing my underwear. Yeah, totally. Yeah, same. I go there same, yeah. because it's yeah. that dirty and gross. And oh my God, did she just say that? But that's what it is. That's how personal this shit is. Yeah. yeah. And, and if well, that's the thing is we trust you to show up with your own undies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can right? go wear someone else's, it means that you don't have your own. Like that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And I'm sorry if that's gross. No, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. No, I think that's, well, that's such a perfect analogy, right? Because it is, it's, it's, it's dirty, it's dirty marketing because it's a scapegoat, <laughs> right? Like you get to get out of the actual work, but then you reap the, the disbenefits of not having the people that you want, right? You're not attracting good clientele. You're not attracting people that want to pay you high dollar attracting for stuff. Someone else that's attracted to someone else. Like exactly. they're not attracted mm-hmm. to you. They don't know who you are. You got to yeah. know who you are. Yeah. Well, and what we see, at least with dog trainers, is as they're trying, if, like, let's say they start stepping it up for content, they're creating content for other dog trainers, for other service yes. professionals, because it's like this accidental yes. circle jerk in social media world. Yes. And it's like, that's not helpful either. You know, you're not you're not necessarily want to be offering your underwear to somebody else either. It's like, right. get your own undies, expect other people to show up to the table with their own and well, do what you do well. When you rip that stuff off, it should be so obvious that it's ripped off that it doesn't even make sense, you know? And and the consumer sees that. 60% of a consumer's decision is made before they even reach out to you. So they are looking at your social. They are looking at your website. They're seeing if the two actually uh, relate to each other. And then they're also seeing, are you professional and do you, can I see your personality on it? Your personality, yeah. not a correlation mm-hmm. or a conglomerate of you sharing other people's stuff or cute dog memes. Like that's not what it is, especially when you're doing dog training. I want to know if I'm going to be dropping four figures with you that you're going to know exactly what you're doing and you're going to be standing confident in it. I don't need mm-hmm. any, like non-confident and nurturing, I would assume, person to come in and, and help me with my dog. So yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's true, you know, dog because tra- because it is such a high level, like you, the the price tags are higher on dog training, right? <clears throat> the interesting thing is you can blend it these days too. Slightly different conversation, but yeah, like when you're tackling that, you do you've got to build trust, but more so you got to actually 
deliver that value. You have to really be able to show people, like paint that picture of where their life is right now versus where they're heading with you. And when you're sharing other people's content, the people that are looking at your stuff are never going to see that. In, in anything that you're reposting, basically. And yeah, it's it means you're spending a lot of time and energy on social media for zero results. Um, can I, I want to add one thing. This is a personal salty bitch of mine. One of the things that I've seen in 2020, and I don't know if it's the same over in pet sitting dog walking arena. So I'd love to hear your take on this too. But part of what we are seeing is these old, we call them legacy business owners. You know, they've been around for 15 years, Right. They've done pretty well considering, and then now COVID hit, their business has declined, and they're now jumping into quote unquote business coaching, but they're peddling information, technologies, systems, whatever that worked for them 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And this concerns me because I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> the market, and I know you talk about this. I'd love to actually have this conversation if you guys don't mind. The changing needs of the market itself, the, the actual dog owners, they're different people, they're matured millennials, they're you know big spenders, and they're the first generation of dog owners that grew up in a household where the dog was looked at as a family member, right? These are the people that go out and get a dog before they have a kid on purpose to see how they can quote unquote, raise the dog with their partner, for example, right? These people want high quality services. And I feel like 90% of us dog professionals are completely fucking missing the mark. And now we've got all these wannabe business coaches that are almost dragging us further behind. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) no. So I don't know if that made any sense. That's my take on it. Yeah, 100%. So I had to learn a couple years ago to just like, let it go. I can't tell you (laughs) my uh, quote unquote clients have all of a sudden become coaches just like you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and started to do that. But what I remind mm-hmm. myself of is that a, no one can touch me with content. I've got 560 blogs. B mm-hmm. we are almost a half a million dollar company right now. So, uh, okay. Do, do what you want to do. Three. Uh, and I've actually never said that publicly. I can't believe I just said that. Uh, three. Um, both. Yeah. I, I, um, uh, if you want to be a legacy, like I like that word, a legacy dog coach, go for it. Because if you're attracting people, those just simply aren't my clients. Like I want the people, I get so many people that follow me because of my podcast, Bella in your business. They listen to it. They love the energy. They love the ideas. They love the vision of it. They love how I'm feeding their brain. And then they're like, yo, I want part of your mastermind or better marketing with Bella, where we give people content. You know, there is, there's so much stuff. It's like, you know, when these people do show up, it does pain me. Um, but it also like, there was a point where it really pissed me off, but now I'm just like, all right, whatever, like go have your lemonade stand. I have the Walmart on the, on the corner, you know, I'm a part of the And so I just, I don't know. It, it is annoying, but I, I just don't, I have so much, I, this sounds so elitist, there's so many other things to worry about, you know? Yeah. Yes. And, and the people that, the people that do come into my circle, they're in my mastermind. They're also in better marketing with Bella. They're listening to my podcast. They are what people have tried hatingly to say. I say lovingly drinking, drinking the Bella Kool-Aid. And that Kool-Aid is really tasty and it looks really good in your bank account. Let me tell you. And it doesn't, and yeah, and you don't die from it. It makes you stronger. I like, know it's we, great. Yeah. You know, it's like Miracle Grow. It's like Miracle Grow. I know what I'm going to send you, Bella. We're going to send you a gift. Okay. A very special <laughs> gift of a shirt oh, that has a good saying on it. Okay. Business coach or cult leader? 
<gasps> oh, you need a business coach or cult leader shirt for okay. real. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I just, it's, it's weird because, you know, I think that was one of the reasons why I was drawn to you guys too, is because you were so unapologetically yourself. Mm. And, um, and, and there are some other, you know, business coaches that are, are, have been around, um, one longer than me, one almost just as long as me, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm always looking for, I have very specific verticals and, um, and I, and I don't teach what I don't know, but I yeah. also feel really, really confident and, and excited to, I come from a philosophy of, I want to solve your problems. I don't want to give you more. So mm-hmm. through that, there's a whole arm in my business where I, I partner up with other companies that I believe in. And I only partner with them if one, it's monetarily benefiting me, hello, but also (laughs) I'll be very, that's called affiliate marketing, but also not just me, but my people. So they need to be paying me, but they also need to be giving my people a crazy ass discount that they can't get anywhere else. And, and so like, I really feel like, yeah, drink the Kool-Aid, be a part of the lovingly word cult, even though sometimes it has bad connotations. Um, and, and and you'll reap the benefits, you know, like I have case study after case study after case study of people doing this. And what, what excites me the most is when someone has a business and they're, they're just getting employees and they get to the point where they get the whole employee system under control. They're not solving that problem over and over again. They understand they have to solve it once and replicate it. Then they get an internal staff and they solve that once they replicate it. Then they say, huh, I have all this free time. What should I do? I'm going to open up a boarding facility. Now they open up a boarding facility. They do the same thing. They keep putting themselves out of a job. Now they've got a million dollar company. And then they go, huh, what else should I do? I'm going to do a a pet food franchise now, or I'm going to start a homeschooling, a virtual homeschooling thing for kids or whatever it is. It's so cool to see a business owner become an entrepreneur and step into their life's purpose that they didn't even know, but what they did is they freed up their time. And what they're doing is they just keep replicating their effect, their ripple effect onto the world because they're not getting stuck in a job and they're growing an actual business. Can I point something out that you just said that I think is really important to like just fucking focus on for the listeners, (laughs) the business owner, you literally just said, we can go back and rewind and (laughs) re-listen the business owners that turn into entrepreneurs. And I think that's very, very, very wise. And it's very easy for most people to miss because in most people's minds, it's yeah, it's it's a thing for most people. A lot of people just have jobs too, by the way, let's go from a job to a business, to an entrepreneur. Right. Most people are, well, I own a business, therefore I'm an entrepreneur. And it's like, no, you can own a business and suck at entrepreneurship. Like that's kind of where, you know, we're really good at turning people into entrepreneurs or like highlighting (laughs) the entrepreneurialness. Not all business owners are though. That's really, I like that. Yeah. I'm going to throw it back on you, Meg. Um, What do you think the biggest difference? Because maybe a listener is listening right now and they're saying, well, what's the difference, guys? Like, I thought it was an interchangeable word. Well, I think, I think point of focus and dedication. You can choose to just have a business and try to employ yourself without taking it seriously, right? When somebody, if we, because we work with a lot of dog trainers. Yeah. For example. So let's say that somebody decides, you know what? I'd love to be a dog trainer. They intentionally, every dog that, that they get their hands on, they're intentional about handling and refining and learning another thing and putting it together. And it's very intentional, right? Yeah. I see business owners in, in this group as being people that by default open a business because they don't like where they're being employed. 
That doesn't mean that you're bringing entrepreneurial skills to the table. It's the day that you decide to interact with your business as a point of purpose that you start to step into the entrepreneurial role. That's how I see it. I love that. I love that so much. Because there is a difference. You know, I see a lot of people in autopilot. It's like, well, good enough. You know, yeah. I got some clients coming yeah. in. I'm self-employed. I, and it's like, yeah, but are like you really driving? I feel like an entrepreneur has like a vision, you know, and they're always oh. steps ahead and they always see a bigger purpose of it. Um, yep. And it's not just a daily grind. You know, it's they're building, they're building something for something, whether it's to release that or, and move on to something else, but still keep it going. Or like they're, they're, they're in a constant mode of creation, but mm-hmm. creation with execution, let me say, because a lot of people are creating forever, but like creation with execution and then they, they also have a heart of, they, they have a great relationship with failure. I think you get stuck yeah. in a business yeah. when, you don't, when you don't, when you're not BFFs with failure. Um, and, but the entrepreneur is motivated by failure because it, it almost fuels them to keep going. Right. I know yep. you ladies are like this too. Like we've failed like 99 of, out of a hundred times, but mm-hmm. we're grateful for it and we've learned from it and it's made us better for it. Not everyone oh, yeah. feels that way. And so that relationship that you have with, with the failure, I think also goes a lot into entrepreneurship. Well, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead, Kristen. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say, Bella, to kind of reiterate that point, it is having, like you said, you're, you're, you're in bed with failure every fucking day. Like, especially 2020 of the lessons that us as an organization learned, like to the point of where everything was like, oh my God. Like, I don't even want to get out of bed this morning to like where we're standing out, having this really honest and transparent conversation with you. It's like, you got to, you got to love on your failure. You got to dry hump that failure because that fucking failure is going to be your elevator, that, that progression to success. Like Emily, who's our, our sales executive director, she literally said on a podcast not too long ago, she's like, she's like, I dare you to tempt, to tempt me to fail. Like that just fucking motivates the hell out of me. And she's, she's an <laughs> yeah. incredible, incredible person. So anyway, yeah. I'm gonna let you guys keep talking. I'm gonna sit back. <laughs> I'm like taking well, it's notes. So true. It's like, if you're going to choose a word that's good. synonymous with entrepreneur, I would choose failure any day over business. Uh, owner. That's a good one. Definitely. Right. Cause it's like, yeah, you, for every nine, for every 10 ideas, you're lucky for one to actually go through. Right. And there's been the occasion where it's like, you know, we, I'm sure all of us have had this occasion of like being around people that know us, but don't really know that entrepreneurial side that goes, wow, you never stick to anything. Or you said you were going to do that thing. And you haven't done that thing. And you're a failure. And it's like, well, I tried it and it didn't work. So I moved on to the next thing. What's the big yeah. fucking deal? <laughs> hey, Maggie, Maggie. You know what? You just reminded me of my mom, actually. <laughs> really? Oh, God. Oh, here's why, here's why, here's why, here's why. So my mom is like, and a God lover. Okay, I love her. I'm not bashing her. But sometimes that just, that just, I think I'm actually having a personal aha moment here right now. Because it's not necessarily, it came through my mom, but it does come through a lot of people mm-hmm. where they're like, well, weren't you just doing that? And, and exactly like what you said, it's like, there's this, there's this mindset of you have to correct and continue, correct, mm-hmm. and continue, correct and continue. And sometimes when you continue, you don't keep banging your head against the same wall. If it bleeds, you yeah. correct and continue and, and Eb- that's yeah. an ebb and flow. And so you learn and you keep going and it's like, yeah, keep up. I was there. I'm not there anymore. I mean, over here and it's better. And my tracker will show it to you. And they're like, but, 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 but it's like, but. I'm an entrepreneur and this is who I am. And, and mm. you guys got to protect yourself over that because mm-hmm. sometimes we might, 
let others judgment or which is really their insecurities or their understanding influence how we proceed in life. And going back to our conversation 20 minutes ago, that's why it's important to keep people around you. Are they all willing to jump off the cliff with you? Mm-hmm. Or are they sitting there saying, no, no, don't jump, don't jump, don't jump. <laughs> like, I mean, come on now. Like, what do you think is going to, what, what do you think your life's going to be like with those kind of people there? Yeah. Ooh. Boring. And hey, Maggie, yeah. Maggie, remember that time we invested $30,000 into a new venture, then COVID hit? That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, but that's $30,000 30, $30, in a day. That was just in a, a single day. day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that this year too. We're still, you know what? We're still in the red, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, um, yeah totally, exactly. Help, you know? And it's like, it, which is weird because I've never actually done a business like that before usually I've grown it organically so this is a little like awkward for me but like I believe Mm -hmm. in it and I know it's going to happen but we just had to invest a lot to get it off the ground you know it was like you had to jump in or or not play at all and I wanted to play so oh yeah Yeah. Bella super quick I wanted to ask you because this is a conversation that a lot of people aren't used to hearing around like the people you surround yourself with yeah. And I'm assuming you have a really good network of people that you surround yourself with that are like inside the industry and outside the industry, because I know with grassroots, like me, Emily and Maggie surround ourselves with it. Because if anybody who is quote unquote, looking from the external, like regular people, like the nine to fivers, our own personal friends or parents, they think that we're fucking nuts and like nobody understands us. Do you have that <laughs> internal network too? Like we have this conversation all the time with Emily. We'll go to Emily's property and be like, us, but we all connect and have that, you know, that yeah. that's that beautiful manifestation of just like being synced with each other. Yeah. So I'll get real personal and honest on this for a minute if, if you want. Um, Please do. Yeah. So, yeah. so I am, um, duh, right. Um, I, you know, when I first started growing my business, it was, it was out of ego and it was to prove my parents wrong. They thought a pet sitting company was dumb. They're like, mm-hmm. really get a real job. And I was like, I'll show you. Right. And, um, and, and for a long time, you know, my, my inner child was looking for approval uh, from my parents. I'll be real honest with that. I've done so much like self work and therapy. Um, now it's, it's more so, um, where my businesses are something that like, if I don't, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And a couple of years ago, I was able to really bond and thank, thankfully for, because of social media marketing world and social media day, uh, Lima, where, you know, I speak a lot on Facebook groups with them. Um, I met some incredible ladies who we just all said yes at the same time. Long story short, we would rent out big Airbnbs like three times a year. We called ourselves the queenies and we're all, I mean, like one of the ladies is like, uh, wrote the book, Instagram for dummies. The other one is like the world's most renowned chatbot trainer. The other, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there's so many like heavy hitting, awesome boss ladies there. And um, without that group, I don't know if I would have gotten through my divorce without mm-hmm. that group. I don't know if I would have felt so supported and excited about my business. Um, just as we, I kind of think of them all as the care bears. We do this care bear stare. We all have these unique gifts and talents into the world. And at any moment I can, you know, go into that group in our chat and be like, yo, I like nine one one. I need someone. <laughs> that sounds funny. Um, so no, it does. I mean, it's legit. So, I hear so you. On having a group of friends like that is is a necessity because being an entrepreneur is the loneliest job you will ever have, and it's yeah. something uh-huh. you have to seek out. It is like being birthed into a world without a family. And some of us have great families, some of us don't. Going off of that, like I don't. A lot of my family is back in Boston, and 
and I am an extrovert. Like I like to be around people that, that fills my soul. So one of my things for 2020 was actually to get some other mamas, um, who understood me. Now I'm a single mom now and I have a six year old and I have her half the time. And hey, like, high time, five, same. My guys ate them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so it's like half the time, you know, it's just, I only have to worry about me. And the other half the time I'm in mom mode. Right. And when I'm in a mom mode, mm-hmm. I want to be the best mom I possibly can be. So it it's like, my focus has shifted a little bit and, and I'm not a Pinterest mom that I, I, I cannot do crafts with my daughter. I suck at that, but I will make one killer YouTube video that's <gasps> edited and that has awesome music to it. And my child has her own <laughs> unlisted YouTube station. But and he sounds just like me. Yeah. Mason. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, so my, my daughter yeah. literally says, mommy, can I watch YouTube on the TV? Can I watch my videos? And like, that's instead of a baby book or something, that's what I do. That's what I have. And I wanted someone else in my, I wanted other people physically in my life in Arizona, not online in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So I can laugh mm-hmm. out loud, literally not LOL enter. So, um, I, you know, there's two ladies that have come into my life really hardcore this year that also have kids that are also divorced, um, that also understand the social media aspect of stuff or the boss mom aspect of stuff. They speak to me, you know, like I had to seek that out. And Mm -hmm. through that, they will call me and I can call them and they answer the phone and we meet up and they make time for me just as I make time for them. Okay. And, and it has been so fruitful and supportive and heartwarming and soul, soul fulfilling that it has, it has made 2020 one of the best years of my life because of the support that I've gone out and sought out. And, Mm -hmm. and it, 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 it was intentional. And I want your listeners to understand this. This is intentional. A lot of people work with dogs and pets because they don't like people. You still need people in your life. Yeah. And you need it for your mental health. You need someone that can kick you in the butt and that you also can kick in the butt. It's a two-way street. How good of a friend are you? How, what are your intentions? So online and offline, yes, it's, it's been so ridiculously important for me to create my own family around me and a safe, vulnerable place I can go to. And it's made all the difference in the world because without that, I'd never get off the couch. I wouldn't, I would be eating pizza and wings and Chipotle every day, all day, on the couch in my house for four to three days straight when I don't have my daughter, that would be my life. I don't want a life like that. No, we're all quiet right now. We're like, Ooh, you just spoke to Maggie's soul, by the way. I just, I know I'm like sitting here like, I do more gardening and stuff. And yeah, I do not like, I I want that too. Kristen and Emily, because we're all in the same state. (laughs) They got to deal with me, but I'm the only single mom. I hear you. Yeah. It's it's critical. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and it and it also speaks back to marketing and niche and understanding like mm-hmm. look, you've got pockets of people that like when they vibe, they vibe. Yeah. You want to create a pocket of, of people so that they can also build a community within your business. Like that shit is worth a lot. It's worth a lot to us as individuals, right? It's also worth it to just general clients. Like it's a really important thing and I think a lot of people well, again, this is something I started speaking on a couple years ago. Uh, looking at social media, I'm like, man, I think social media is really going to drive people to to like really want more offline relationships. With I hope people. so, and that that's the whole that's yeah. the whole purpose of the cleanies because they're like, oh my gosh, we love that. You know, I'm like, then do it, then get an yeah. Airbnb and get on an airplane and go fly and go meet up with people. And off mm-hmm. your point, Maggie, it's like your 
your ability to connect with people offline or interpersonally will only make you feel more confident in yourself, which therefore mm-hmm. will extend to your marketing and your branding and your badassery and who you are online. But you can't do all business. You need that soul filling, you know, earth shattering, laughing to you, crying or peeing your pants mm-hmm. you know, experiences in your life to be like, oh, this is what life feels like. This is what I want more of. This adds to my why. Everything is interconnected. Everything. And it's how God, you so create great. your own balanced life because anything, and you guys will probably under, like agree with this. Um, we were talking to my mastermind about boundaries last week. Anything in your life that is messed up will be a direct reflection in your business. How you yeah. boundaries in your life. You're not going to have set boundaries in your, in your business. And sometimes it takes the boundaries or the, or I don't know how to communicate. I don't know how to pass things off or delegate. Well, where is that in my personal life where I could work on that and fix it? Cause it will spill over to your business. You aren't two separate people. You're the same person. You have the mm-hmm. same sets of skills or the lack of the same sets of skills. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, I think sometimes we just talk about business without re- remembering the human side of it. Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You know, I remember when Kristen took me and did the brand, like the full brand experience, like rebranding experience for me, it was way more than like, I didn't sign up to have a new logo design, right? When a lot of us (laughs) think about branding in a business, we're like a logo and colors. And you know, I, yeah, the brand board was impressive and it's amazing. We're still using a lot of it actually to this day. But what changed for me was the reminder of no, no, no. Who are you aside from the business? It's like, oh yeah, I love riding motorcycles. You know, and she got me on my bike for that brand shoot. I went from maybe riding every, I don't know, once a month to once a week. And then like every single day until, yeah, well, and then, and then it just, I just popped a few months ago. And then a lot of you guys saw, I just went off on a fucking cross country motorcycle trip. So much of that decision was actually based in my, uh, my branding experience working with Kristen. <laughs> Cause it was yeah. like such a reminder of like, Oh fuck, that's right. Like I'm all of these things yeah. underneath the work that I do. I love music and I'm fucking yeah. hilarious. And like, I uh, like comedies and writing yeah. and adventure and being out and shooting guns and you know, <laughs> yeah. you all have, of this. You know who you are as an entrepreneur. You definitely do. And I loved watching you do that because it was like the fuck yeah moment. And it was oh, also yeah. like, um, I think we get so engulfed with our business that 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 is truly how we regenerate. This is how we re re-energize. And sometimes we we forget that we have hobbies or we don't have mm-hmm. any hobbies anymore because we've allowed ourselves to get so underneath our business. You know, my recent yeah. one was diving. You guys have watched my diving experience. That, you're insane. I, yes. Much, much respect for you, Bella, for that one. I much respect. I someone asked me like six weeks before, hey, we're going to Cozumel to dive. You wanna, you know, like you wanna come? I'm like, I don't know how to dive. Like, yeah. Please certified (laughs) and I was scared I went to an ENT to make sure that like my ear popping was like normal and they're like yep you're all like anatomically correct I puked over a boat seven times I rode home uh on my back because my ears hurt so bad my first dive only lasted a half hour instead of 45 minutes to an hour because I dropped my weights and ended up floating up to the top my last dive my 15th dive you guys was an hour and two minutes and I was zened out the best spiritual experience of my entire life. And I came up and I said, fuck yeah. When I got to the surface, because I felt so self-accomplished and I felt like Mm. I could do anything. And I can't tell you what that does for business and your, your, Mm. your, you know, you're scared and you're doing stuff. So guys, I always say, 
that you can walk through a door. You have to walk through every door because you can walk out just as easy as you walked in. And you need to say yes to things and you need to do things to just, you can't judge something unless you've actually done it, do it. And you'd be so surprised at the challenge that you're able to personally overcome. And if you guys want to know more about it, check out my IG or my Facebook page, because I've, I've gone into another part of me too, is that when I go through challenges or tough times, I can't keep them to myself. That's the consultant in me. Like I have to Mm. spew out my story to the world from my heart. So you'll literally see what's like a diary entry of me explaining the shit that went through my head and how I was able to evict it and say like, go away. You're not welcome right now. And I'll tell you all those stinking thinking is the same stinking thinking that comes in with business. And when I'm trying to do stuff, I identified who it was in my brain telling me Mm -hmm. that too. And that was really, really powerful. And so much so that when I go to Cabo next week, I am leaving my group to go diving on my own with whoever else is on this dive trip for like the morning, because now I know how to dive. Now I have this Mm. skill and it brings me so much joy and I'm going to do it. And that kind of thing just really re-energizes you and brings you back to your business. It makes you a better human. It makes you a better friend, makes you a better business owner. So I encourage anyone who's listening that's saying, yeah, Maggie, that's great that you like to go on your bike or play the guitar or Bella. Yeah. Okay. You like to go you know, uh, diving or years ago before I was married, I used to salsa dance and merengue and bachata like three or four nights a week. I used to do that. And before that it was karaoke. So like, <gasps> you found it, you found so, your karaoke party. Good, oh, good. Single retreat ever. I'm you like, what's karaoke bar? <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the thing guys. Like I want to encourage you, like you have to do this, like do it. Like you're mm-hmm. the only one that's telling yourself you can't do it. And well, and I love you. I'm so thankful you shared the story in more depth about, about scuba diving too, because yes. it's, it'd be too easy for somebody to look at you from the surface and be like, oh, she scuba dives. Well, oh, she goes on vacation. Her. That must, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah that, that must come natural. No. And you know how much ridicule I got? You're going to leave your daughter. You're not going to, you're going to get a nanny for her the entire time that you're supposed to have her. And you're going to go 10 days without seeing her. Do you know the mom guilt that I had from that? Oh, you know, yes, like, I do. From my ex, from my parents. Yes, I do. <laughs> my mom was like, oh my God, it's hurricane season. You're going there. Uh, they're like, you're going to leave Olivia for, you know, that mm-hmm. amount of time. And and how are you going to do that? And I'm like, dude, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I'm so yeah. glad that I did it the way I did it. I did not realize how amazing it was to go with a group of 30 people and all from my area. Uh, there was a 71-year-old retired principal there, okay, let me tell you, I know we're at the end of this. Let me just tell you this part. Cause this is like, this is me. This is the depths of my soul. 71 year old retired principal. There was this 58 year old, uh, woman who had grown kids who had all done awesome accomplishments. Like five years before that, she got out of a narcissistic abusive relationship. Mm. We had an ex CIA homicide detective. We had a lot of Phoenix PD and FD with us and two different families. It was such an eclectic group of people. When we got back to Sky Harbor Airport in Arizona and we were all saying our goodbyes after eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner with each other for seven days, I had tears in my eyes. Yeah. And I felt like I was at camp and I felt yes! people and I felt every one of them, when I hugged them, they said, we're so happy you were here. Your excitement was such so refreshing and we're proud of you. And when they said the mm. P word, the proud word, I lost it because that was speaking to my inner child. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. But I'm fucking proud of myself too. 
Mm-hmm. And you guys, you have to have experiences like that in your life to be a better person, a better human, and a better business owner. Fuck. Boom. Mic, mic drop. Mic drop. It's broken. Bam. So broken. So Bella. Oh God, that's so true. You know, the, that level of connection with people, like you can't get that from signing up for a fucking workshop, right? Yeah. This is why we are such big pimps around retreats. Yes. I, speaking yes. of camp, yes. I used to, yeah, I used to, to run. Face to face. You have to have the hug. You have, you have to. to. Tears. You have to be in the fuzzy slippers and curled up on a sofa with a notebook, listening and talking and getting deep yes. and vulnerable. You oh my God, you get it. You get it. Two girlfriends, I'd give everyone fuzzy socks. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, everybody has fuzzy blankets at their treehouse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love that you guys have a treehouse. It's so cool. It's true. Well, because we, I mean, it's so important to, to cultivate that space because, you know, like, and I want to circle back to something, a point you made earlier, and I know we've got to run here in a minute, but, um, about the importance of the company you're keeping, right? Yeah. When yeah. we're cultivating an idea, we're starting with something. It's the importance of the people, like you said, in that, in that story, it was the, the individuals on the boat showed up for you as well and cultivate, oh helped create that space for you to go through it. Yeah. And like, I, even through the motorcycle trip, oh, I didn't really, I wasn't, super upfront about this, but I left the same day. I did not know, but the, the day that I left was the day that all of the riots and stuff started across the country. And like the BLM movement really took, took hold. I didn't know until I was three days out and I had people blowing up my phone being like, Oh, well, I guess you're going to have to turn around and go home. And like, I've been there, done that enough that like, I know better than to let their ideas get into my head. But like we, and Chris and I have also taught on this a lot. Like the people that you surround yourself with when you're incubating an idea or a thing, you, we are so delicate, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that first dive for you. If you came up and somebody was like, well, I guess that's not very, you know, you're just not a natural one. I guess I was ready to come up and my trainer wouldn't let me. She like literally was giving me like the breathe in and breathe out. And she was looking me dead in the eye through our masks. If she was not there, I would never have had any of this experience because I would have given up on myself. That's that's, that's, on you. When you want to give up on yourself, the right people won't give up on you. They won't let you. I love that. It's like, it's sometimes not enough just to make the initial step. You got to make sure you're surrounded with the right people. I know. So can I put a bow on this really quick? Can I put a bow on this? Yeah, please do. Yeah, absolutely. As as 2020 is coming to a close. I'm not (laughs) going to say, I'm not even going to get right. There's so many things (laughs) you can say for that. I want to say, did you have the right people, listeners? Did you have the right people around you this year? Mm. Did Did they not let you give up? Did they let you give up? And based off of your answer, I want you to take an inventory right now. And I want you to think about where you're placed in your dollars, your mind, and your eyes. I want you to bring it from the subconscious, and I want you to make it a conscious decision. You're clearly listening to this podcast, so you're already allowing uh, Maggie and, um, and Kristen influence you, which is an awesome thing. But are you just absorbing, or are you also like squeezing out on everything are you are you just are you just listening or are you inspired to action is there yeah implementing change are there things that you can do and if you're not doing it why aren't you doing it are you making excuses are you scared what is it i want you to personally identify it and i want you to be thankful for 2020 and there's still some time left to turn it all around there really is you'd be amazed oh yeah do in a couple weeks Mm -hmm. so So I want you to think about, you know, we talked a lot about today 
about who you surround yourself with. And it totally wasn't even our attention, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I, I want you to take it to heart, guys. I want you to take it to heart. And I want you to really examine during 2020, did you have the right people or the wrong people around you? Mm. Back to you guys. So Bella, where can people find you and listen to you and get more of this good stuff? I know you're doing a challenge to coming up as well. Um, yeah, so, um, we are doing a video challenge so that you can create awesome videos online. All you got to do is go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash group. That'll take you straight to my Facebook group. Jump, uh, jumpstart your pet business. If you're a pet sitter or dog walker listening to this, which I know, uh, there might be a couple, um, there's actually quite a few. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We we just launched um, a pet care team training. It's a training series. It's 13 videos that you can have your staff go through in under two hours. They're high, uh, high energy, uh, very interactive. You also can personalize them. We, We created a method where you can personalize them. And you can check that out too by going to petcareteamtraining.com forward slash free videos. And you can get five of them, five one minute clips just to kind of get a good feel for them. Um, but other than that, just on a personal level, dude, like connect with me on Instagram. It's Bella Vasta. And, um, and you know, anyone who's a stranger is just a friend I haven't met. That's my feeling. Yeah. I'll put links for everything directly into the show notes too. So Thanks you guys can so. go and take care. Take care of business with Bella. So awesome. And then I'd also encourage you to go check out her podcast as well, because she's got a lot of outside the industry leading experts coming on all different topics from legal to sales, to Instagram marketing, to everything else in between that's going to help you with your business as well. Awesome. It's called Bella in your business. Bella Bella in your business. business. I love that name. It's so good. All right, guys. (laughs) All right. So Bella, let you go because you're a busy lady. We appreciate the time and we'll talk soon. Thanks, lady. Thank you, Bella. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Hey there, thank you for listening to another badass episode of Mind Your Own Dog Business. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Oh my God, go and subscribe now so you don't miss out on any of our content-packed dog business jam sessions plus special offers that I'm gonna only be sharing with my amazing dog business entrepreneurial podcast listeners. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a five-star kick-ass review so more amazing dog business owners just like yourself can find us and start to transform and disrupt their businesses and their lives unapologetically. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and holler at your girl. I'm at dogwalkercoach. You can find me, dogwalkercoach, and I'll pop up and I'll give you a special shout out. All right, guys, till next time. Bye.